This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by Lord Jason of House Ross, Lady Amanda of House Richardson, Lord Adam, the young bull of House Parker, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, the ghost of Harrenhal, a bannerman has no name, Lord Thanos of House Titan, Lord Nelson of the Long Isle, the mother of cats, Sir Joshua of House Ross, Lady Kendall of House Taylor, Lord Hunter, the foul-mouthed, captain of the guard, and Sir Dustin, the rooster knight, captain of the guard. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra, the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 3, Predictions, and Follow-Up Friday. Yeah, Sir Ezra, how are we doing today? Well, we're doing good. I mean, we're doing good. Uh, <laughs> we are... Let's, let's, let's call this Take 2 for the people take who... Uh, two. We were just about 30 minutes in on the last episode, and Sir Ezra realized he wasn't recording, so... I, yeah, he I, apparently wasn't very watchful this ha- this evening. Sir Ezra the <laughs> unwatchful is back. <laughs> mm. Oh great, that'll be fun. That'll let it's the okay. memes. That's the, the memes first time that, that's the first time that's ever happened. So Yeah, it's, it's, it's radical. Dude, I'll tell you what it is, man. It's it's the it's 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 the hype of the show. It's all the new listeners. It it's, you know, we we were we were collecting ravens from mm-hmm. I mean yeah, everywhere all, over the, place. all yeah. over the world they're all flying in it's like we're at the citadel and literally ravens are just flying everywhere at us yeah so it is uh it is it is awesome we really really appreciate everyone's support that we have been getting um sir so, i mean uh you have there's ice and fire con this weekend are you oh, yeah are you yeah are you excited it, i am excited yeah I, we're gonna go down there and see um uh, you know uh, a lot of different uh game of thrones fans we've got some um, Song of Ice and Fire, you know, other uh, podcasts down there. We've got, uh, let's see, Radio Westeros, History of Westeros, um, probably many others. Maybe we'll see Order of the Green Hand. We might have a collaboration mm-hmm. coming up with them, by the way. We do, too. yeah. We, we, uh, we've we been uh, in, in talks with them, uh, possibly doing a collaboration episode here here shortly, so stay mm-hmm. tuned for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You and I did a big Patreon episode. We recorded it and posted it last night so when you're listening to this on friday it would have been on wednesday about jenny of old stones her song that they played in the last episode it's kind of significance and i kind of went on on my own rabbit hole about how it could possibly have some ties with melisandra mm-hmm. um so be sure to check that out on uh, patreon.com forward slash bend the knee yeah yeah it's really cool i mean i thought you know that people would often make the connection between you know jenny and um, or I'm sorry, you know, Melisandre and the ghost of High Heart and, and, and the possible and the possible that maybe they're possibly the same person or yeah. not the ghost of High Heart, but the woods witch that Brent woods Jenny witch. brings. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you take a different, you know, t- uh, I, I, I like your take on it. So I hope folks will go, you know, check that out because it's it's pretty interesting. We have some more thoughts on uh, Jenny of Old Stones later coming up in the show, too. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so some big things this weekend. Obviously, we have the the what may be the final battle, or at least the start of the final battle. The Battle of Winterfell is coming. You yeah. and I both were saying that we think it's time. All the Starks are dying this weekend. Bran, yeah. Sansa, Arya, Tony. 
Yeah. They're all dead. They're all dead. It's it's a weekend of dead Starks, whether you're at the movie theater or watching yeah. HBO. So Yeah. Yeah, it is not a good weekend to be a Stark, yeah, that's for sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. That is funny. Who knows? That I'm actually excited. I'm gonna go watch it tomorrow. But um yeah, yeah it's some some good stuff happening this weekend. You know, I got the uh the convention, end game, and and then episode three. Episode three is just gonna be it's going to knock our socks off. I feel like there's mm-hmm. just going to be so it's going to be so emotional. You know, I keep saying, you know, grab a buddy, have a support friend there because yes. you're going to need it. Yeah, I was considering buying stock in Kleenex uh, just for the <laughs> sheer amount of tissues that are going to be uh, burned through this weekend. <laughs> so. Oh, man. Jimmy. Yeah. So I've got mine and I'm 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 rip roared and ready to go. So uh, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about, about trivia. So last week we did a trivia question. The question was on the Facebook group. So we're going to do another one this week. All you have to do is go onto the face our Facebook group. Join. There'll be a trivia question posted at the top of the page. We'll pin it to the top. All you have to do is answer the question correctly to be entered. Leave a comment and we'll pick a winner. Last week, the question was, what color are Tormund Giants Bane's eyes? Uh, The answer is blue. So the winner that we uh, chose randomly, we just put everyone to a big name generator, uh, was Lady Rose... Marie Paredes, I hope that mm-hmm. is correct. So uh, give us a message in our, go to the Facebook page. You can send us a message. It'll pop up in our inbox and we can uh, coordinate with you sending you your gift. So the next trivia question, which we'll post tomorrow, you have a week to engage. Uh, we're going to keep the, keep, keep kind of the theme going with something mm-hmm. from the last episode. Sir Ezra, we're learning a lot about Tormund Giants Bane this season. Yeah. We we learned that his eyes have always been blue, and mm-hmm. last week we learned how he got so strong. So <laughs> exactly how many months did Tormund Giants Bane suck in, suckle at a giant's teat? That is the trivia question. So all you have to do is go on to the face our Facebook group, leave a comment, and you'll be entered, and we'll do a Funko Pop giveaway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, guys, that it's. I hope we can continue with this theme mm-hmm. till the end of the season, but mm-hmm. I'm not so sure how much longer we're going to be able to do. You know, yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking next one week more might episode. be it. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll see, see. Unfortunately, I mean, he represents the wildling, so I just kind of keep hoping. You know, it's like that he makes it to the end. You know, right. but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, and also, if you get a chance to go look up any of the Robin Aaron, you know, correlations to Tormund. Uh, memes out mm-hmm. there they're, they're they're hysterical there's a breast there's milk, a lot especially there's a lot I, I don't often encourage people to go check out what i consider the dark side of the game of thrones um reddit you say you have the game of thrones wet uh reddit you have the a song of ice and fire reddit then you have a lot of other subcategories but the what i consider the third i think is the third largest is free folk reddit which is mm-hmm. anything goes and there's a lot of uh you know memes there so um yeah yeah they're hilarious yeah, there's they're 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 pretty funny yeah okay well um so let's move into um our, our bold predictions we're gonna make some we've got a uh, we have a raven as well that uh, um i think it's lady Brittany has mm-hmm. made a couple bold predictions so you know we had so many ravens we're hoping you know after episode three you guys will send us a couple more bold predictions for the following episode and we'll read some of those but um yeah so let's start with her um let's see she says hey guys a uh, couple of thoughts i had on the episode this week these may have been said before but i just wanted to do 
to be involved in the conversation. Uh, point number one, Gendry dies first. Ugh, yeah, I can see it. Wow. Uh, what if he's the one Arya is running from because she doesn't want to hurt slash kill him? That's interesting. You know, that would mm-hmm. you know she's in love with him. We've we've heard things like you know Ned um, Stark, you know, being raised or something like that. Or we've heard you know mm-hmm. who would it be that would that would really scare her? You know. Um, so yeah, but if Gendry dies and is killed by you know w- one of the White Walkers or one of the others, then yeah, that would be really scary. Um, yeah yeah i've seen i've seen that i've seen that theory i think it's i think it's a really interesting one um gendry is a character i would like to see him live to the end i just me too i i don't i yeah Mm -hmm. i don't know i i i i don't know because he's he's a character where it's like why have they kept him around so long in the show unless he's gonna have some yeah i significance yeah he's He's a bastard born, you know, he's one of Robert's bastards. I mean, I love the whole, you have a son, I have a daughter, or I have a, you have a daughter, I have a son, whatever. You know, and I just think that it's, it's so cool that they did hook up. Um, so, but I want them both to live, actually. That's my, that's my own guilty pleasure, but, you mm-hmm. know, so we shall see. Um, let's continue on, though. Lady Lady Brittany says, uh, from, the, from a plot standpoint, I think the following folks are still, are going to be safe. Uh, and she has listed here, Danny, John, Arya. Sansa, uh, Sam, and either Tyrion or Jamie, probably not both. Mm-hmm. So probably not both on on the Lannister boys. Yeah, I I I've read I read a big theory, or many people have a theory that Jamie is going to die, and we're, we may see a scene in which we think Arya dies, right? Uh-huh. And and also a scene in which we think Jamie dies and then perhaps we oh. see Jamie throughout the rest of the season but it's actually Arya wearing his face and then Arya kills Cersei using Jamie's face and other people have have made that argument but now that we're a little bit further into the episodes we're running out of time for just open speculation you have we all have to get a little more specific right yeah you're, so, you're gonna narrow in on something sure. yeah I, I I just I don't see that happening um no. I don't see Jamie or Tyrion dying in this battle because I think both their I think it's more likely that Tyrion would die in 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 this battle than than Jamie because I I just feel you'd have you'd really have to give them some significance with with Cersei is mm-hmm. is ultimately where their their deaths would come or their story that's kind of their arc right their arc has always been Jamie's arc has always been I mean has all literally been tied and tied to, to Cersei because you know they're, they're twins. So yeah. if he were to just die in a in a in a in the battle, I I just don't think it would be. I I feel like it'd be kind of kind of weak. Like I I it'd almost be yeah. as if they they didn't they just like ah we just we don't know how to finish his story. Right. That's sure. why I think I think I think Brienne's I think I de- I definitely think Brienne of Tarth is dying this episode. See, okay. Well, we're gonna I, go back I'm, and forth here. I, I'm, I'm now, I'm now 100. Now that she was knighted, I think that was the the uh, uh, fitting end for her character, and she she See, will die in this battle. I feel like, and this is so. This is this is great because you know, Sir Matt and I differ here just slightly because I feel like she is Jamie Lannister's legacy. Like she is his, you know, she was knighted by him on the eve of the Battle of Winterfell, and so she kind of will live on and and do great things maybe 
kind of like Dunk, you know, and maybe becomes this, I don't know, back in the King's Guard, Queen's Guard, whatever it may be. So I, there's there's that. Just that's just you know a, a, a difference. As for you know Tyrion and Jamie, remember the conversation that Tyrion has with Bran in mm-hmm. last episode? Yeah, I kind of feel like he learned a lot there, and so he I did. actually think maybe both of them might live through this battle and and face Cersei in some yeah Jamie trio yeah. situation yeah yeah I so see where I differ with you on Brienne is I I think Brienne also talking to Jamie about protecting the Starks um is yeah. is that Brienne's done and Jamie's gonna continue carrying okay I'm with you I think both Jamie and Tyrion will survive this battle this battle yeah 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 and um last week I had briefly touched just because you brought it up I had briefly touched on the idea of, of possibly Tyrion becoming the three-eyed raven and so many people wrote us and they said I don't know if you edited that part out or if you just didn't really finish it um because I, oh, yeah. I just I, I it was and the re- we just didn't go any further with it. I, it wasn't we didn't edit it or out anything. It was just it was just a thought. It wasn't a, it was I didn't really have a full fledged theory. I just thought it would be something that was interesting that I didn't think would ever come true just because of how how little time we have left mm-hmm. in the series. We just had so many people write in about it that we mm-hmm. I, I had I had mentioned it. Yeah, because Bran just simply because Bran was talking to Tyrion and they had talked about how Tyrion's mind was going to be so important down the line, which is why I think Tyrion is going to live. Mm-hmm. And it was it was just a thought. It wasn't a full fledged theory or or anything. I don't think that is at all happening. I just thought it was just something I thought in the moment was kind of cool. Maybe yeah. that's how it had been kind of done in the past. Is maybe the three eyed raven had kind of chosen people that way because we don't all they may not have all been tied to that to that cave right for sure yeah and and, and i was thinking like you it, it, it is a cool thought um the only issue w- w- when we talk oh, there's about tons it later, there's there's tons of issues with, with it yeah yeah it is it, just that brand i mean he said he, he's had such a short stint uh you right know, like this position it's like i i feel like he's he like he's to, like a transition pope yeah i mean really yeah. i mean i guess so. <laughs> like so I don't know. I wanted to see him more in this role, and then a lot of people think you know he told Tyrion something huge, so mm-hmm. you know revealed something about he either t- his he he told he told or, he yeah or he told Tyrion something that would be able have Tyrion give Tyrion the information to be able to defeat the Night King later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, okay, Lady Brittany goes on to say that she believes that Jorah is definitely dead. Um, this mm-hmm. next episode. So there's a bold prediction for you. Definitely dead, even though he has heart's pain. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see. Uh, she goes on to say, I think we will see the dead rise in the crypts, but but since they are entombed, they won't be able to get out and actually harm anyone. But imagine how insane it'd be to hear the snarling and the thrashing while being quartered off in the crypts. Poor mm-hmm. Varys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that would be a, a crazy, crazy scene. Yeah, you could see, you know, kind of as, as he gets closer you know, they start to kind of shake or whatever. Um, and then, you know, people are freaking out. The kids are crying, you know, and all that good stuff. So maybe, maybe Varys has some sick moment where he takes flame to him or something. Be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think, do you think Jorah's going to die? I don't know. Um, I think I just, uh, I feel like he's going to die saving Danny. And so like, I don't know that this is the point in time where he would do that. You know, I feel like I've been going. Been... Uh, yeah, I've been going back and forth on it all week. Yeah, I, I, I think yeah. I, I still think Jorah's going to die this season. I kind of thought it would be at mm-hmm. this battle. But as we you know, we learn 
obviously our the predictions we made a few weeks ago, our final season predictions are, are thrown entirely out the window because I definitely didn't believe that we'd have two episodes in which the only person who died was that little kid, you know, yeah, uh, right? right? I mean, I mean, oh yeah, I, I mean, so crazy. Yeah, I, I now that Jor was given that sword, it just seems odd that he'd be given such a powerful weapon that it seems like there's a going to be a bigger story too because they've talked about it a little bit. Um, you know, Sam takes the sword. Sam asks for a pardon from mm-hmm. Daenerys and then gives the sword to Jorah. And we had John try to give Longclaw to Jorah and now Sam's kind of returning the favor. So mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm starting to think Jorah might, yeah. he's going to, he might survive this battle. He may, now I'm starting to think a little bit, but it could be, with, yeah. you know, I'm, here we go. We might be, yeah. he might, he might survive. Yeah, I know. I know. I, he's still definitely not getting with Daenerys. There's no, no but, way that's ever happening. No, but but I I think you know Gurm like he he writes characters just you know so well. He makes us hate mm-hmm. them, then love them, root for them, then you know all these different things. So Jorah's one of those characters who's just had such a crazy up and down. He's been sent away. He's come back. He's been redeemed. Uh, I think he's a character that you know Gurm really likes. So I would love I'd love to see him kind of continue. And maybe he is her. Mm-hmm. You know, not he would have been. She keeps implying that he would have been her hand, but mm-hmm. you know, Tyrion was there, and so and he even vouches for Tyrion. So, which makes me love Jorah even more. You know, so, yeah. I don't know. Okay, um, awesome. So that was uh, Lady Brittany's uh, predictions. There, let's go ahead and make some of our own. You know, uh, bold predictions. Just like a quick bold prediction for next episode. Okay, I'll go first. <sighs> even though it saddens me. To say it. Yeah. Something I talked a little bit about, but I think I'm going to go ahead and confirm my thought here. I think Missandei is dead. <laughs> yeah. I Going back and rewatching that, we, we talked a little bit about it, the episode one, where it just seems too movie-like, where Missandei is talking to Grey Worm about the, the, the shores of, of, of Noth. Is it Noth? I, somebody criticized me the other day for calling it Narth, and that is – I was incorrect. Is, is it Noth? Nath? Nath? Narth, Nath? I don't know. They're going to complain again. But uh-huh. – uh, <laughs> um, It's N-A-A-T-H, I think. Yeah, like yeah. Noth. I, I don't yeah. know. That's that's how I'd pronounce it. So, <laughs> you know, she, she talks about the shores there on the in the beaches. That just seems to me something that somebody would is going gonna, is gonna to reference as she, as she slowly sleeps, you know slipping away as she's dying i can see them i can see i can see because she wants to see it again especially something like a beach right like i could see the sands it's almost like when gandalf is talking mm-hmm. to you know to pippin about to, what, yeah. what happens yeah, that's what happens when you die and you can see and it's like silvery glass and yeah all, all right shores it's it's that t- it's i see that i see it in that type of scene and then when you go and you look at the scene where they kiss right before he's uh gray worm takes off into battle um, Grey Worm's like he kisses her and they have a great embrace and then he um he takes off and she's left kind of standing there stunned. I yeah. feel like that was more of a final kiss for Grey Worm than it was yeah. for Miss Sandy. And that would be Dude. death in in stories, especially as you get towards the end, it's so hard, but I think that's why it's something that that really gives depth and adds amazing character development. I'm mm-hmm. I'm all, I've always been a I'm always a big believer where more 
more often than not, you, you if you go to watch a movie, like any kind of any kind of movie, they're mm-hmm. gonna kind of focus on one or two things. It's it, you can watch a movie where the plot is amazing, but the characters aren't that great, mm-hmm. and another way around where the character development is amazing, but the plot kind of sucks and it's kind of forgiving. And then you have things like Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones and Harry Potter. And the reason they succeed so well is because they have great character development and great plot. That's kind of the, the magic. Um, sure. The magic ingredients to have something as epic, epic and successful as this. And so I think that, Oh, it would just be such it would be so heartbreaking, but it would be such a good story. Yeah, I mean, here, here's what it is. It's it's sick and twisted. I can't believe it you is. would even insinuate. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but Sandy, I mean, I love her. Like, come on. Uh yeah, that that it that sucks, man. I mean, also think of how much power Grey Worm got from that kiss. Mm-hmm. You know? He just yeah. like that that's everything he needed right there. Boom. Right. He's going to face the dead. You know? So, okay, cool, cool, awesome. Uh, so I want to give a quick shout-out to my friend Lindsay Gadotti, who I recently uh, mm-hmm. mess at, met at uh, Star Wars Celebration. She's a fellow podcaster and, and does um, some blogging and different things out there. She came across a theory, and she sent it to me. We were kind of picking it apart today. Uh, one of my, and I've seen other Ravens about this, the idea that we will need someone to, as I put it, John or Bran have to go Super Saiyan. Like they, Essentially, they have, yeah. They have to ascend. And... The reason they would maybe need to do that is is to get through to the Night King. I know they're trying to lure him in uh, to the uh, Godswood. I just don't think he's he's stupid enough to to go for that, or maybe he's so badass that like it doesn't matter. He's going to go there right. anyways, and right. and and do his do what he has to do. Um, we've got other ravens that say he may take off and fly straight towards uh, King's Landing. You know, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. So there's that. But Lindsay uh, brought up a, a theory where she, the idea was that Theon would turn um, turn Bran into, you know, White Walker, you know, and basically you do, do do the whole ceremony at the, you right. know, uh, at the heart tree. Right. So I, I was like, wow, I, I just, my problem with that is, is she and I both kind of agreed that like, why wait if you're going to do something like that? Um, and it led us to think about the need maybe to, uh, to increase in some type of power to counter mm-hmm. his powers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so who would do that? Probably John or Bran and how they do it and why, why have they waited to a certain, you know, time if Bran knows they need to do that? Is it all about timing and setting this up or, you know, yeah. So I don't know. I, I just kind of feel like there's going to be something like that's going to be set up towards the end of this. And we're going to be making predictions about the need for them to do some ritual or ceremony or something like that. It's, it's yeah. to, to bring down the Night King. Yeah, so. possibly. Yeah, possibly with the help of Melisandre. Yeah. So, okay. All right, friends. Well, let's see here. Let's let's dive into some some ravens. Uh, we have quite a few, so we'll, we'll get into these. We, uh, as Sir Matt had said, we we did uh, an episode on who is Jenny of Oldstones. Uh, we talked about that on Patreon, so go check that out. But we wanted to start off with um, a raven here from uh, Lady um, Lady Alicia, I think. Yeah, Lady Alicia. Mm-hmm. So. Let's see here. She says, hello, good sirs. My name is Lady Alicia. I hail from the kingdom of Michigan. Oh, yeah. I remember I read this. And yeah. Thought, why are we reading are we, this? Yeah. Why are we reading this again? I mean. Being from the yeah. kingdom of Ohio. King, like, we're from the kingdom of Ohio. So you, you see these. I mean, it's okay. It, 
we put down we put down the rebellion for about the last twelve years straight. I mean, right. it's, it, uh, yeah, it's, how many more times do we have? To uh, I uh, actually okay. this year this year I, this year I, I I feel they may they may win a battle. So yeah, me too. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, so okay so. Uh, yeah, from the kingdom of Michigan, the land of constant weather changes. Uh, I found your pod- your podcast a few months ago and was very excited to find a Game of Thrones podcast that discusses both the show and books in great te- in great detail. Additionally, I had just begun reading the books, so your series reread comes at a perfect time. Um, I had hoped to catch up to your current podcast episode before the final uh, season released, but sadly, I'm pretty far behind. Um, let's see. However, I just reached your follow-up Friday episode where you discuss the ghost of High Heart, and I jumped right ahead to the season eight episode reviews. I had to listen to your thoughts after seeing episode two and freaking out over the inclusion of Jenny of Old Stones. Mm-hmm. So sorry if you've already discussed some of this in your show. <laughs> I skipped like 20 episodes. Um, so she brings up a couple of different points here about the, you know, Jenny's song and Jenny of Old Stones. I'm going to summarize some of it. Um, she doesn't really drive towards a theory of any kind, but just points out something interesting that, you know, for the realm to kind of discuss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so let's see here. The Prince of Dragonflies loved Jenny of Oldstones so much that he cast aside a crown and Westeros paid the price in corpses. And so it's referring to, you know, uh, Duncan Targaryen, who would have been the next uh, king, but laid aside his crown so that he could marry Jenny of Oldstones. And... Jenny of Oldstones comes to court. She's got the Woods Witch with her. She's a little crazed herself. I think she was possibly a witch. Uh, so maybe even bewitched him in a sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's that. You know, um, so Lady Brittany goes on to say, or I'm sorry, Lady um, Alicia goes on to say here that Barristan Selmy tells uh, Daenerys this. As we know, the song is about tragedy and doomed love. It tells the tale of, t- of a Targaryen prince, Duncan, who breaks his betrothal to a Baratheon to marry a commoner named Jenny. As you know, Duncan was the heir to the throne, but gave up his crown to be with Jenny. He gave up his crown for love. The show made a point um, made a point to show us uh, multiple couples as the song played over. Specifically, we this could be relating to John and Danny, and of course Rhaegar and Lyanna. Uh, John giving up his crown due to his love for Danny. So yeah, I think that is kind of the main mm-hmm. yeah. you know purpose and what it was what it was showing us is is that. Is another tie back to the Targaryen line, right? And and the prince that was promised would come from this line, right? Right. You know, so so that's 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 a, a big point there. Um, let's move on down here. Um, some inter- interesting things in the in the story. Catelyn, when she's reflecting on the song, you know, after Rob marries Jane Westerling, uh, he's actually breaking his pact with the phrase, and she notices there's some similarities and hopes that uh, his song will have a lucky twist at the end, which we unfortunately know didn't happen. Um, so, because she's thinking about you know Jenny's song, and and she was thinking about even when she used to play Jenny of Old Stones, and Peter Baelish would play uh, Duncan, right? Right. Back right. when they're growing up as kids. So, uh, let's see. Then she goes on to kind of talk about the idea that you know Gurm was very involved in the early days of the show, and a lot of if you look at Sansa and a lot of what she's wearing. She there's uh, jewelry and dresses that have moths, butterflies, uh, winged imagery, and most commonly dragonflies. And she sent a couple of uh, you know pictures of her dress, just you know, uh, with, with sewn in dragonflies and, and like a dragonfly necklace. And you know, Sansa's always kind of obsessed with right the idea of this ultimate this this love story. Somebody who would lay aside their crown for 
you know, true love and things like that. So, you know, it's sort of a, it, it kind of helps with her, with her, her character development, you know, and, and, and her, her story arc, I guess. Mm-hmm. So they just said it was really intentional. And, um, you know, so this Raven is kind of driving towards the question, like, is Sansa somehow connected to the Prince of Dragonflies, i.e. to another Targaryen prince, you know, Jon Snow, question mark. Um, she goes on to say, unfortunately, these are just pieces of what could be a good theory. Uh, do you think there's any merit to them? Also, um, I don't want you to think that I came up with all with this on my own. I'm including a very long blog post about Sansa Stark and her connection to Jenny of Old Stones, with a lot of supporting evidence from A Song of Ice and Fire. So there are there there have been Reddit theories. There's been people on uh, Tumblr out there. There's lots of different posts about Sansa's connection to you know the um, Dragonfly Prince and Jenny of Old Stones. So it's just kind of a cool connection to see all of that. And I don't really know what it means, Sir Matt. I'm not really sure exactly mm-hmm. myself what how Sansa would be tied in, although she was one of the people who we saw, you know, for this. Um, right. Yeah. During um, the song, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think the song, I, I'm not entirely sure. I, I explained a lot of it in my, in, in, in that Patreon theory we did. Um, but I mean, when you look at when they play it, they play it at a time when we've had, in those last two episodes, the only person to really die was that Umber kid, right? And mm-hmm. so it's kind of a calm before a storm. It's kind of an eerie song. A lot of people think it's the song that Rhaegar sang that mm-hmm. caused women to weep. We talk we talk a lot about this in, in that Patreon episode. Um, it's a song that Rhaegar sang that caused people to weep. It has ties to Summerhall, which mm-hmm. there was a great tragedy, perhaps trying to not just raise dragons, but something to do with Azora High. That could mm-hmm. and maybe so it's going to allude to something that is going to take place uh, yeah. in the next couple episodes. Well, yeah, exactly. And, and actually, to the connection too with Jenny as well is the Woods Witch who was with her when she went to court um, made made predictions and pr- kind of um, prophesied that uh, the prince that was promised would come from that specific you know Targaryen union, uh, not Duncan mm-hmm. and, and Jenny, but like his. Um, that line, you know, his his brother and, and things. And so through Rhaegar. So, you know, Ares and then Rhaegar. So it, I, that was kind of neat. And then so if that's the prince who was promised is, is going to come from that line and the Woods Witch has been very accurate in making predictions in the, in the book series, then you see, um, then they show John and Danny right after the song ends, they show them in the crypts and he reveals who he is. You know what I mean? So it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's all, it's all like subtle, just backing the idea that he teach really is Aegon Targaryen, um, whether he's called that in the books or not, you know, he's in the show Aegon Targaryen, son of Rhaegar. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I definitely had some significance more than just a fan service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll get some more thoughts on that, and hopefully, you know, some of you, if you have thoughts on Jenny of Oldstones or the song, or if there's any connections to Sansa and this dragonfly imagery we'd love to hear more about that and and we'll do a little bit more research but i wanted to bring this up just because it did happen last episode and it's just in one week it's hard to kind of track down you know every little thought and theory and thread that comes out in these episodes so Mm -hmm. hopefully some of you will be able to help us with that okay yeah all right we also have here and this is this is a uh, we have Sir Sir Blake of House Subtles, uh, and uh, I love Sir Blake. You know, he's in the Facebook group, been in there for a bit, and and is and is fantastic. So let me let me let me read this. Uh, Hello, good lords. 
Uh, this is Sir Blake of House Subtles. This is my first time sending a raven, even though I've been listening to the podcast for several months now. I joined the Facebook group a few months ago and quickly rose to the rank of rising star, then to visual storyteller and conversation starter. Um, I hope to keep up the work on the battlefield, bringing good memes and theories to the group. Mm-hmm. And yes. actually, Sir Blake, you're, you are killing it, and we, we wouldn't be able to you know do this without you. Um, always has us laughing and just has some really good threads you know started there in the group so that's fantastic he's he's great so if you haven't gotten the facebook group you need to you need to go check this out and interact with these folks they're good people um this is a show specific theory but after the last episode of thrones what do you guys think about aria being pregnant with gendry's child if aria makes it to the end alive and she gives birth to a child i think it could be legitimized as a stark by whoever's left on the throne kind of like when the stark line almost ended then the girl ran off with the bard, then came back a year later with a baby. Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah. tie back to the Stark the tale, Yeah. Um, I don't see any other way the Stark line could continue. I, for some reason, don't see Sansa having children, and Bran is so in his own world that he don't care about no girls. Uh, mm-hmm. I know George R. R. Martin is a cruel man killing off everyone, but would he really end the Stark line? Uh, I know people will say John has Stark blood and he could continue the line, but I've seen several interviews and it doesn't take a genius to see that martin's favorite house is targaryen yeah mm-hmm. very true so yeah um so if john does have any kids they'll for sure be targs to continue that line from dying out so what are your thoughts on Arya being pregnant with the future of house stark or baratheon will any more great houses go extinct yes huh. definitely definitely some great, <laughs> some great houses are, are going extinct yeah yeah i mean it's that stuff I've often wondered too. You know what's going to happen with House Stark, and you know how is how will their line continue? You know, Sir Matt, you've often said that we're not sure about Rickon in the books and whether he'll mm-hmm. survive or not. Right. So, so there's that. Um, is there someone else they could use against him? You know that that Ramsey could have used during the Battle of Bastards to kind of lure him into a fight besides Rickon. Possibly there could be some other people. So. Uh, yeah, but I, I I I would love the idea. I've always wanted Arya and, and Gendry to hook up and, and to be together. Arya is one of my favorite characters, and I've loved Gendry. I just didn't think I, I, I'm <laughs> Gendry's one of those characters I've wanted to love since the beginning, but I've always mm-hmm. been so afraid that he's going to die that I don't want to get super attached to him. You know? Yeah, you, I, he's never really a character I've I've thought might die. Um, I we we've we've talked about the theory that Gendry is is. Possibly Arya, Arya is possibly being chased by Gendry in in the mm-hmm. crypts, um, or that's that's what she's running from is is Gendry now as a, as a as a white. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's obviously possible, but he's just he's a character where I've just they've kept him around for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they they've they've clearly kept they've kept him around this long for for a reason. Maybe they forgot about him for a little bit, right? I mean, he was gone for a couple yeah. seasons, just out there rowing. Uh, yeah, he was. yeah, just he out was. there, just out there rowing. Um, so <laughs> yeah. But I, but to yeah, me, but you know, I, so I don't. Yeah, I see him and Arya ending up together. That's kind of my my thought. Unless Arya were to die, of course. I think it's yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I almost, I, yeah, I, almost, I almost want to say I think it's more likely that Arya would die than Gendry, but that's definitely not definitely not true. Ah, um, uh, yeah. I kind of, I kind of, again, I think more people might live than we think. Sometimes we keep saying they're mm. all going to die. They're all going to die maybe more of them live than we realize, you know? Yeah. So, so I, it would be kind of neat if she is pregnant, that would be 
freaking awesome and i mean maybe it's cool. maybe that's that maybe that's the bittersweet thing is maybe a handful of our favorite of the ultra favorites die mm-hmm. i mean if if john let's say john danny cersei Tyrion, aria die but everyone else lived mm-hmm. yeah 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 be yep be bittersweet yeah for sure yeah i feel like it is gonna be half and half i mean that's something I saw Gwendolyn, Gwendolyn Christie in one of her interviews was talking about some things are really set right and, and you feel whole and good about them. And then for some characters, you don't. And mm. she's just like, it is literally 50-50. And her character is one of them. Because I, I, yeah, I, I think her character is probably think, one of them. I think she's yeah. dead. On, I, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so, but anyways, yeah. So really cool thought. And, and, I, and you know, um, I would love to see how their line is going to continue. But, you know, as you say, I think, some of these great houses might go extinct. You know, we're looking at the Greyjoys are we're pretty close to that as well. Tarleys, and you only got yeah. one left. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So you, you mean you look at in in the in the series um, House Gardener back in the day. You know, mm-hmm. gone. So, so some of those houses that were great. You know, um, a, a part of the Seven Kingdoms that were rulers or regents or wardens or whatever. You know, and their houses are gone. It's it's interesting. So. I mean, Baratheon replaces, you know, um, the the Durandons, right, or whatever. Yep. Um, yep. There in, in the Stormlands. Yep. So. Yeah, absolutely. But okay, awesome. Sorry, let's let's move on here. I think Sir Matt has uh, has some ravens here. Uh, yes, this first one is from Lady Ali Efferson. Mm-hmm. Crazy theory here, but I don't think that the Night King's end goal is Bran. I think it's the Red Woman. What other purpose would the TV show have? Uh, why? What other purpose would the TV show have to show her age? And what other reason would he be going uh, past the wall if it wasn't revenge of some sort? She is, as of right now, the oldest person around that possibly could have any connection and literally uh, be fire, uh, f- some, some sort of ice and fire connection. Mm-hmm. She being the fire with the Lord of Light, and he is the ice for the Night King. Just a theory. Yeah, wow. well, uh, again, <laughs> not to shamelessly keep plugging the Patreon episode we did last night, but it was all about Pat- uh, Melisandre, so check that out, because I give a huge yeah. reason as to what her age could entail. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm with... Uh, Lady Alley, though, I do believe there is something to do with Melisandre. If it is a battle between R'hllor and the Great Other or R'hllor versus the Darkness, if the Night King is, is the Night King the God of Darkness? Is the Night King a champion of of the Darkness? Did that God Mm -hmm. exist before the Night King was created? Or did Mm -hmm. that come afterwards? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Good questions. And and here's, here's what I'm thinking, you know. Uh, I think he he does want Melisandre, but in a different way than we're thinking. Okay, and and I'm thinking, you know, instead of just regular old shadow babies, we're looking at ice, okay, you know, ice, <laughs> ice shadow babies. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, it's a song of ice and fire, man. That's what we've been saying. Mm-hmm. So, no, I don't know. I mean, it, that that is that's interesting. I I I think it might be a combination of both. You know, right. I mean, because what Bran tells us is that he just wants total darkness. He just wants to kind of, you know, reign supreme and. I'm hoping there's more to you know to it than that, and it's something mm-hmm. personal, you know. But we shall see. And I think he is more of a champion of you know the right. uh, you know the opposite of Relore, so um, mm-hmm. the darkness, he, as you say. I do think they will explain her age. I do. Th- I do think we will. We will get that ex- that explanation of her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. I. I hope so. I mean. Um, yeah. Because are all the other red priestesses that way or priest you know like 
have they all been around that long? Um, why is is she unique in that? You know what I mean? Because you've got Thoros, who, who who we saw, and I feel like, um, was he glamour? You know what I'm saying? Like like mm-hmm. what, why why is she that old, and why you know why is it important to her that she be glamoured? I don't know. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm very interested uh, to to learn more about Melisandre because I think. She's a character. We're, we're going to need to learn a little bit more about R'hllor and possibly this battle of ice and fire. There's still a lot of explaining to do. Yeah. I mean, is it like like with, when you have the three-eyed crow or the three-eyed raven, you know, this offshoot that I don't have never quite understood, really. And you've got the great other, um, the god of darkness, cold and death, you know, in the faith of R'hllor. And then you've got R'hllor, on the, the lord of light. That seems to be the, the big battle that we're having. But then you've got this you know, the old gods in this facet of the children. We've gone over this multiple times in the podcast with Lord Adam Parker and others. Um, so, but yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see really what his motives are. I don't think it's as Bran says. I don't think it's just as, as straightforward as just this ominous, dark, right. you know, I, there, there, there's something else. There's something personal. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Well, thank you, Lady Ali, for that uh, Raven. Um, moving on. I, I, have, I have a, I have a, I have, I think you have a few long ones and I have a few uh, shorter ones. Sure. Sure. Uh, Lord Matt of House Prim. Any chance that the Second Sons, or perhaps another group, have infiltrated the Golden Company? If so, whose idea would it have been? Dario? Unlikely. Varys? Possibly. A forward-thinking idea by Tyrion? That would be a good path towards uh, tactical redemption. Without infiltration, perhaps someone something else weakens them. Poison, food, or drink. A spell by Melisandre. Oh, and the Night King symbol. Why is no one suggesting the Greyjoy sigil? It looks just as similar as the dragon. Personally, I think it's more a symbol from the children instead of a house. Yeah, so he. So let's tackle the first part first. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Golden Company. I do think it would be really cool and interesting if we saw Dario Naharis again. I do think yeah. it would it would be cool. I'm I'm leaning towards the idea that we won't because then that leaves his character as this character as this this person that Danny had to leave behind in order to try and get the thing she wanted most, which is the Iron Throne. Mm-hmm. I would love to see Dario again. I just I don't think it's going to happen. Um I think his ending in the books could be different, could be more specific cuz remember in the in the in the books you're not the Golden Company isn't just sell uh, swords you're talking about blackfire rebellions and 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 things like that so i do think daria will have kind of a different path in in the books i think they're probably similar but slightly different in the way it ultimately plays out um yeah but yeah do you think we'll see dario uh i mean kind of hope we do you know like you but i hope it's maybe uh yeah i, I actually no i don't think we're gonna see him i i, I, I don't mean, I, I, I hope so, but but no, and and I feel like the only way we would though is is I think the way that this this person indicated is is, is that he would be infiltrating maybe the Golden Company, mm-hmm. um, unless he unexpectedly sails, you know, his forces across to to aid yeah, to aid them in some way, yeah, right. Which would I be think kinda... I think I think if we if that were the case, it would be much more likely that we'd see him, assuming D- Danny survives the Battle of of King's Landing, that we're of course assuming is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, that that, that could be. I, it, he'd also have to kind of dis, not disobey her orders, but I mean, you know, she she he was left there for a reason to kind of keep mm-hmm. order, you know. So maybe he found another way to do that, and then he just knows that she's in dire need and does come to the rescue. That would be cool. That would be really cool. 
Yeah. Um, okay, so the idea of possibly Varys or Tyrion or, or Melisandre having something to hurt them. Um, I d- if, if or any, I think it'd be much the most likely that it would be Varys having something to do, especially given his kind of status on the on the other side. Uh, Illyrio. Do you think we'll see Illyrio again? They they've said they've said a lot that these characters we will they things yeah, they will come you, back. You, things threads that you thought were long forgotten will come back. Yeah, that's crazy to me. I I don't understand that. So yeah, maybe Illyrio could come back, and because Varys has been, as I said, um, last episode, I believe that he's been very quiet. We haven't heard much from him, and I think that's yeah, interesting. The, so far, so far, all we've really heard from this him this season was him talking about why Tyrion keeps making eunuch jokes. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's got to be more. I mean, he could even weigh in on that conversation about, you know, maybe some of these parenting or parentage uh, conversations. You know, he was around during the time of the old, uh, the Mad King, right? Mm-hmm. So Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, and so the Night King symbol being possibly a Greyjoy symbol. Or do you think it ju- is just more something yeah. to do with the children instead? I like the children idea. I I, I was never even really sold on the whole um, it, it looking like a Targaryen situation either. Um, you know, when you look back at his creation and you look at some of the other season, well, I think it's season one, episode one, you know, kind of some of the patterns and designs that they make. I don't know. Uh, unless it was the person who was turned and they're, they know their own sigil and they're, you know, using that. Uh, in some way to identify that it was their kill that they made, you know, and so that's a former whoever, and that would help identify, I don't know, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's more of a, a children connection. Right. Well, the show so. creators released that image, did you see that, did you see that art image that was on Twitter and Instagram kind of floating around, um, where like the show creators had kind of talked about it, it, it is, it's, it's kind of a reverse of the children of the forest, um, in that it is kind of, like, it's in a way, a lot of what some people have designed, just described as it's kind of like their upside down cross, right? As okay. like a, as slap in the face of it. Okay. Okay. Let me let me look here. I'll I'll, I'll look it up while, while we move on. But yeah, yeah, I can see that. I mean, I just don't. I don't know. There's too many houses for in, in Greyjoy House Greyjoy for that to be, you know, Targaryen. You, I, I, maybe I kind of get that because of the role they play, but also. If you look at these White Walkers and when they were formed and when the children created them, I feel like it's much earlier. It's 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 um, I don't know that the, that the Valyrians <laughs> or that the Targaryens were involved right. at that time in the history. Well, even though they're still I over mean, in if Valyria. you if you go if you go to the deep histories, there is all that weird stuff about the Sea Stone Chair and how it had been there when they mm-hmm. when they kind of found Pike. Also, the yeah. the drowned god is. I think there's something really interesting there. The the saying "What's dead may never die." And when we think about the Night King, and um, there's been a lot, but even Relor has caused things to come back, come back to life. And then we see Kyburn, you know, keep bringing back the mountain with with kind of weird alchemy mm-hmm. and stuff. So, um, yeah. yeah, it is possible there is some connection all the way at the end. Um, okay, yeah, uh, Lady Roxana Car- Cardenas. I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is no one asking Bran how the Whites were defeated before? Great <laughs> question. <laughs> Unfortunately, oh. the answer is because that would be far too easy. Um, yes. 
Yeah, yes. Sir Ezra, I know you also are involved in some Lord of the Rings projects. Why don't they just use the eagles to fly the ring to Mordor? Hey, man. Hey, I don't. Hey, well, don't even go there. <laughs> I, know, just, e- I know. It's, it's, it's too, too easy. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's too easy. But that is that is a great question. And um, it is something that I think Bran may have to specifically know where to look. Mm-hmm. Because even though Bran has the ability to see anything and everything, and he says that, if you go back to the scene where Sam, at the end of season, the very end of season seven, when Sam is talking to Bran about John's parentage, and he says, no, I read a book, and the book says that their marriage was annulled. He's like, you're sure of this? And then he knows where to go look, and then he sees that. So he hadn't se- Bran hadn't seen it before, so it is possible Bran just doesn't know where to look. Yeah, that could be. That could be. Um, well, and also, I keep wondering. You know, we see him sitting out in the courtyard too. You know, could he be sitting next to the Weirwood more often, and maybe trying to get in, in, into that network? Also, you can look at maybe the idea that when they destroyed a lot of them, they cut down a lot of the Weirwoods. Maybe his sight is limited in in that capacity. But then, as you say, um, we're told that he can see so much further than beyond just the Weirwood network. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's it. Yeah. Why haven't I mean, we asked? The it? obvious the obvious answer is, of course, because it's, it's too easy. I mean, that's, that's yeah, the, that's the real <laughs> okay. answer. Okay, uh, lady, I hope I'm pronouncing this. Rajal Guinevere. They yeah. call they call you King Killer. Hey guys, I started listening to Bend the Knee last spring and have been so grateful for your awesome content, especially towards the end of our year, our two-year drought. Anyway, along with the millions of others, I lost my mind over the new season, and overall, I'm super pleased with what's been released to us thus far. Writing today to make a comment about the King Killer comment Tormund makes to Jamie. I absolutely love the scene because I immediately perceived it as a bit of an olive branch offering from Tormund to Jamie hours hours before they all need to inconceivably band together and fight for the good fight. Basically, when T brings uh, begins, he goes, they call you this and they call me that and proceeds to debunk the myth of his super tough nickname he's got. Yeah, it's a cool story, but referencing the books, there's Giant's Bane and then there's Giant's Babe. I just really dug this. Uh, this is why they call me, but the story's different. This is they call you this, insert implied, I bet the story's different. Jamie is one of my favorite characters show and books, so I was over the moon for this immediate acceptance from T to J. When was the last time anyone took Jamie at, for actual face value? Uh, I stinking love Torment, love following the new season with your content between episodes, and hope you guys might kind of see where I'm coming from with this. Thank you so much, and keep it up. There are tons who depends on it, Raj. Uh, first of all, thank you for being a, a, a very loyal listener. Uh, anybody who has lis- listened to us at all, we still, yeah. to this day, are just like, it's... Uh, kind of mind-boggling, actually, that people listen to us talk about Game of Thrones for for so long, and we love cool. we love it's, doing it's so it. Yeah, fun. it's so much and fun. And it's it's yeah. what's even more fun is when you guys write. Honestly, when you guys write into us because we like, yeah, this is awesome, and we reference, especially the people that we talk about a lot. Obviously, oh, yeah. obviously, like Lord Adam Parker and, and Lady Jade and stuff like that. So people who have been with us kind of from the beginning. Um, and we've become friends with people on Facebook and Instagram. And feel free to follow us. Um, and we will follow you back because it's just cool to so much fun to 
and and engage engage with people and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. we, Sir Ezra and I would talk about that. Like, did you see this? Did you see that? Did you see? Yeah, oh, so I know. It's it's just well, it's it's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's um yeah, and, and this this sort of shows like how passionate you know she is about this character, just mm-hmm. kind of like we are, you know. And so it's cool to see that that energy. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and I think it's it's, it's Lady Lady um Lady Rage Genevieve, mm-hmm. I think is so. Yeah, I just wanted to get her last Gen- Genevieve, I think. Oh, did so, I say Guinevere? Cool. Oh, did I say Guinevere? Yeah. Oops, my bad. Yeah, Sorry. that's okay. My that's mind's good. my mind's obviously all and dude, specific, we have so many people places. coming. Like we've read so many Ravens, it's unreal. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, this is super cool. Now, I wanted to make a comment though. It's, it's a really good. It's a really good Raven. Yeah, it is be, because the idea is, is that yeah, there's more to you. There's more to your story or more to your title than meets the eye. You know, and here's here's my here's the true telling of my story. And maybe there's gonna be a moment on the battlefield where you know, Jamie sort of, you know, addresses the whole King Killer comment mm-hmm. and sort of breaks bread with, with Tormund. I think that'd be kind of a cool moment for them just as they're slaying, you know, the dead and just sort of right. well, doing their thing. Tormund is also the perfect character to have this interaction with Jamie because Tormund doesn't care mm-hmm. about yeah, no. the thro- the Game of Thrones. He, they don't care. The Wildling people don't care about that. Yeah, They just care about say that survival in life. Yeah. Yeah, you saved people. Awesome. Yeah. Why aren't you the most honorable, honored person here? Yeah. You know. Well, that's what kind of what he says about about Brienne. He's why if I were a king, I'd knight you. Yeah, knight ten times over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. I mean, that's that's something we get from a lot of the wildlings is this uh, this they about castles and stuff like that. They don't they don't know it. They don't they don't really care about it. Mm Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a cool exchange, and it is sort of a hey, we're on the same side. And let's have this sit down moment, you know, and that's why that conversation around that fire, that fireplace is just so epic. Mm-hmm. So many good things like this happen mm-hmm. right there. It's one of the best scenes in Game of Thrones. History. Oh, ever, ever. It's yeah, it's such such a good uh, final scene for a lot of those characters who aren't going to. Yeah, who, are, who aren't going to survive. Right. Yeah. So. OK. Um, okay, cool. OK, perfect. Sir Craig of House Brinkman. I love the podcast and a new for this season but a going uh, but I'm going to go back through once this season is done. I, I could be mistaken but there is no sign of the Night King and Viserion in the teaser for episode 3. This makes me think he won't be present at Winterfell and instead has gone to King's Landing to kill and recruit a larger army to attack from the south if need be. Mm-hmm. Uh Great Raven, um this is something a lot of people have talked about. We haven't seen the Night King to my knowledge in any of the teaser stuff at all have we i not that i not that i can remember no not that it no i saw him looking for directions in one of the uh, behind the scenes oh that that's that 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 meme that meme that has come out have you seen a have you seen a boy in a wheelchair and people are right yeah Yeah, it's that's really funny so yeah i mean i definitely think he i definitely think he will show up during 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 this battle i don't think he i don't know if he's gonna die during the battle right well let's let's combine two ravens here so you know sir craig actually um hits on a point that Sir Cody in the My Next Raven hits on as well too. So I'll read these and we'll talk to we'll talk to Sir Cody and Sir Sir Craig at the same time here. Um, Sir Cody says, I have been listening to you guys for the last month. Your podcast is fantastic. One theory that I'm not sure anyone has come up with is where the Night King will be. Uh, it seems to be 50-50 split between people who think the Night King will fight in Winterfell or beeline it to King's Landing. Mm-hmm. But what if in lieu of Brand's predictions about him wanting to wipe out the memory of man instead goes to Old Town mm. and burns the Citadel to the ground. Um, 
we would at least cover the irony of Samwell basically begging them to believe his story about the White Walkers and the Night King in, you know, in, in fact that they, you know, in the fact that they were to tell all the lords of Westeros to build an army, they would listen to them. So that's what he tells the those awkward, awkward wording, but the, the way he kind of, you know, tells the maesters, the archmaesters, like, hey, warn, they'll listen to you guys. Get us ready. Get, build the armies up. Um, he says it would be ironic if all of those maesters who didn't believe Sam's theory were burned by the ice dragon. What do you think? So to go with Sir Craig, you know, and Sir Cody's idea that, like, maybe the reason we haven't seen him is because where we're going to see him is in a place we least expect him, you know? Mm-hmm. And that may take Danny and John or one of them away from, you know, from, from Winterfell, perhaps. I don't know. I don't know if they could get there in time or I don't know. You know, you, there's, there's not like you can pick up the phone and call and say, hey, he's down here. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. that's kind of tough. But but yeah, it's 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 interesting to think that he might not be at Winterfell. I just feel like Bran would know about that, don't you? Like it would like like also doesn't he maybe he if he's not there, he can't be killed. And so if the, you know, the whole idea is if you take out the Night King, well, then you can kill his army. Well, if he's not there to be to be killed, can he still control them or can, does he just pass on that control to his you know, um, his underlings, you know, some of the other White Walkers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but uh, I'm, I, oh, yeah, it's interesting that we haven't, I do really like the idea about him going and destroying Old Town. And I think that would be a very fitting, a very, yeah, like wiping a very, away a very the fitting. memory. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, that's a cool thought. It's something I hadn't thought of. Uh, at all, and so we've we've talked about Kings. I think it'll eventually get to King's Landing, but you know, you you could see the need maybe for them to retreat back, and you know, everyone's making plans and laying these these plans, and I just feel like it never works out the way you want to. These you know the the best laid plans of of men often go askew or you know astray or whatever. And so, um, Cersei, even Cersei in King's Landing, she's she's building this army up, and she's like, all oh, the you know the dead have broken through, and she's like, good, you know, and it's like. Really, why don't you eat your words here in a second? Mm-hmm. Maybe they're coming yeah. straight for you. You know what I mean? And wouldn't that be ironic? So Yeah, I mean, maybe Cersei is Azora High. Maybe Cersei is yeah. the, the, <laughs> maybe princess, she is. the princess who was, who was <laughs> promised. I mean, she's that person. If you need something done, you know, done right, do it yourself. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's awesome. Um. Okay, okay let's move on to, over to uh, Sir Ezra's Ravens. Yeah, here. So we have, uh, yeah, we have another one here. So thanks, uh, Sir Cody and Sir Craig. Um, we have Joao of House Vase, um, or yeah, maybe House Vas, um, second of his name. And this is, he's from Portugal. So this is kind of cool. We're getting oh, cool. from all over, which is great. Uh, dear sirs, first of all, love the podcast. Only started listening two weeks ago, but it's already one of um, the one that I'm looking most forward to. Uh, wow. That's awesome. Thank yeah, you so much. Absolutely. Um, what do you think of this theory? The Night King skips Winterfell and goes straight to King's Landing, mm-hmm. flying in his new vehicle. Uh, kills a large amount of people there with his fire-slash-ice-breathing dragon, turning them to whites immediately who kill the rest. Now he pretty much has you know 20,000 more soldiers who start heading north. I have no idea how the Battle of Winterfell is going to be, but let's suppose the living people's strategy will fail and the ones who survive will try to run south. They are cornered now. I know there's some, you know, uh, discrepancies in this, like the fact that the Night King is after Bran and probably wants to get him as fast as he can. But hey, just a thought um, for now and wanted to share. So kind regards. 
that you know, it, again, I, I I like people bringing these these different ideas up, and you know, if you you think about this this massive army is is set up here um, at Winterfell. And the, the, it's, the place is called Winterfell. And if the Night King knows anything about it and knows where Bran is at um, and has him marked and does truly is able to track him, a surprise attack on King's Landing would be crazy. It would be something I would not have foreseen and, and I think would be, you know, amazing. If they have to retreat back to like the Trident or like some epic, you know, spot where there's some this this last battle happens there at the neck or something and the children come right. back again and right. remember how they were trying to break the neck at one point they were trying to um flood it you know and raise the waters back in the day um this is again that's like back in like i don't know uh back in the age of heroes Dawn and age things when, and stuff like that right. yeah when, when right when they're fighting you know the first men that would be epic if, if they the children can somehow if, if there's some great ceremony that they could do or it, it just gets to be this huge epic tale i don't think it's going to happen that way but uh, it would be cool to see them kind of pinned down, cornered, and like, then they would have to, as I said earlier, go Super Saiyan. Somebody's going to have to like, really step up and start to lay waste to people if they're surrounded on both sides, from the mm -hmm. north and the south. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, there's a lot of people that think that. There's there's the people who believe that the Night King is going to be able to raise the entire crypts of Winterfell, and they keep talking about the crypts is the is the safest place. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, the the fact that I. I think the fact that we haven't seen him is is just because they don't want to tease anything about him. They yeah. They've done yeah. a real they've done a really good job about keeping spoilers at bay. I know that the episodes have aired a little bit early. Um the these past these past two weeks, I think uh the first week it was like direct T V. If you had it through direct TV, you were able to watch it an hour early and then Amazon the Amazon oh, okay. Prime version you were able to watch it an hour early. Yeah. Um I'm just gonna keep watching hbo go yeah uh, for the i'm a traditionalist thing yeah i you know my brother pays hard hard money for me to use his account yeah. okay yeah. Uh, so uh <laughs> um a hey, shout yeah. out to nick by the way in the no, actually it's my, it's my actually it's, it's my brother he is my brother is has been oh great in the, in the group but it's my brother jeremy who i gee who, many christmas who's, who's, well shout uh, out to his, him too yeah so <laughs> uh yeah so where was I going before we gave them shots? Oh, absolutely. So the fact that yeah. they've kept spoilers at bay. Um, yeah, I just don't think they want to show the Night King at all. Yeah, right. Well, and it, it, I mean, that also lends credence, though, to, to some of these theories. That absolutely. The they don't show that he's, him is that he, he is else. going to King's Landing. Yeah, or that he is somehow knows a back door into the crypts and just comes mm -hmm. walking in. And then you know. Cersei's plan will have backfired miserably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when she should have been allied with them it could have given them a better fighting chance you know and yeah she she ends up screwing the whole realm yeah literally <laughs> mm -hmm. so all right uh let's move on here so we have uh sir jared of house black uh another thought here on the white walkers i believe to this point we've only seen 12 to 13 white walkers in one scene leading us to believe that there aren't that many but if you go now by how many sons Craster gave them, I think it was 99, and if you read the Season 8, Episode 7 script, when describing the scene at Eastwatch, just before the wall falls, it says 100,000 whites and hundreds of white walkers. So this fight may be even harder than we thought. Love the podcast. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think that they're, you know, I, mean, I know that um, we've had Lord Adam Parker and others talk about the idea that there could be 12 to 13 and the significance of the number 13, 13th Lord Commander you know all that all that stuff um f tying back into the text and the 
you know the idea of the last year and all that all, all that goodness but there could actually be hundreds of of white walkers and uh that could be the sons of craster mm-hmm. yeah 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 so so that would be kind of kind of crazy um i think here we go i have another raven that kind of that that ties to um sir jared's as well and so it's uh lady sarah the unraveler so we've, we haven't heard from her in a bit but this is a um, and she, I, I love the way she writes too. So it, no spell check, no read over, just fast and furious typing. So mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of apologizes mm-hmm. for, and some of these are just, you know, awkward wording. So when we read them, it's a little bit tough sometimes to, uh, to read, but that's okay. Um, so hello, good sirs. Imagine this. There is a non-human king banished to a land that is always winter. Your friends are dead, nonverbal zombie skeletons. One of the only humans who dares to come near him accepts a deal from this king to give him all of the sons that are born from him. Right. For, say, 99 sons or so, the man is true to his word, giving the king son after son to do as he pleases with. Each son, um, each son because a prince, becomes a prince under his charge. He is, for lack of a better word, the king becomes their father. Okay, wow. so... <laughs> this is yeah, really the good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, these sons become princes who are promised to him, a king. Um when the 100th, when the 100th, give or take, son promised to him doesn't show up for its eye color changing ceremony, he gets pissed. I would imagine he would find any means necessary to get this child back, cut through armies of the living, track down an ancient horn, or maybe kill a dragon uh to use it to fly south of the wall. For thousands of years, he's been in a seemingly desolate Iceland with, you know, a 700-plus-foot wall keeping him away from the land of rainbows and sunshines mm-hmm. and Iron Thrones, uh, which he wouldn't be able to sit on anyways without turning into a mini blizzard and truly dying. True, the Iron Throne is not something that he would want to sit on anyways, really. Yeah, um, Right, because of the, you know, the whole bit about iron being something that they're resistant, uh, that, you know, uh, hurts them. If... If that throne thing happens in the show, I'll scream. Him going to sit down on the throne and then poof. Okay, side rant over. If the Night King is truly after Bran and Bran alone, he could easily have done it back in the Hodor episode. Leaving his mark on Bran makes him capable of seeing into Bran's thoughts. Maybe not his actual powers and knowing his location. Okay, so, you know, why not? Again, we've said this before with the Night King. Why not kill this person or that person here or there? Why is he... What's going on? You know, wh- who's he really looking for? Um, he has been spying on Winterfell and its inhabitants since the day Bran wheeled his way back in there. Whether Bran realizes it or not, he is giving the Night King virtually intel, uh, vital intel on their fighting positions, who will be on the front lines fighting, and most importantly, who will be kept safe below the crypts, the elderly, children, and most vulnerable. Bran will be out in the open, surrounded by some of the best warriors the world has to offer. Everyone is focused solely on Bran. I believe the Night King has planted the wrong seed in Bran's brain. With everyone of fighting power above, uh, he is free to go after his true target, the child that was promised to him, but taken away with the help of Samwell Tarly Mm -hmm. in a smaller part, Jon Snow. Baby Samwell um, was under contract to be given to the Night King, and now he's come for him. So, as many theories propose, the Night King could be en route to King's Landing to get Cersei and her what I think is blood magic Melisandre type baby, not Jamie's, unborn child and a southern army of the dead to bring all the way up to Winterfell. But I don't know. The idea of him being physically 
under Winterfell, lurking around in the ancient tunnels, trying to find his way into the crypts via the caved-in area, showing up to everyone's horror while he takes baby Sam and turns all the dead Starks into zombie skeletons. Seems so much cooler, pun intended. Um, I haven't really heard anything about baby Sam having this Harry Potter chosen one type relationship with the Night King or frankly anybody discussing the possibility of him being mad about not getting his Craster baby at all. The novels fo focus so much on saving Mance's baby from, from Melisandre that we kind of forget that Gilly's baby may hold far more importance in terms of danger. I'll finish this up with a question. Where did baby Sam end up after John switched Mance's boy with Gillies? Okay. So, I mean, thoughts there, Sir Matt, just on like the idea that this could be, he, he could be targeting one of the princes that was promised to him. Yeah, I love the idea that uh, you brought up about those being princes that were promised. Not something I thought of. Um, mm -hmm. And we that's that's another thing. That's another story angle we don't know, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of explaining to do. <laughs> as we, oh yeah. If if this next episode is all battle, it's four and five are gonna have to be aftermath, and maybe six is just second big battle. Um, mm -hmm. But if you look at episodes one and two, I mean, how much story did we did we, we got a ton of story content in episodes episodes one and two? Then we have a big huge battle. All right, now let's gear up and try and work through as much of the story as we as we need to to get you ready for the final final showdown. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's one thing is is these is these these children and their and their significance. Right. Um, right. And so so yeah, I mean yeah, Sam that that Craster's baby. We, we, also, it did Craster. I don't know if do you think Craster actually met the Night King and 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 talked to him, uh, or do you think he just. <laughs> Start, or do you think he just started putting the babies outside because he didn't want anyone to ever grow up and challenge him or whatever? He just didn't want kids around, and then and then the they they started taking him, and then they never seemed to bother him because he was just kind of openly offering them sacrifices. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think maybe you know even the Night King could have shown up and and pointed and just like maybe he has his first male child and just mm -hmm. comes and takes him, and then he realizes that okay, if I give him these you know, these babies, these male children, he'll leave, he'll leave me alone. And he leaves me the, the women, I mean, or the, the females. I don't know. Uh, I, well, I mean, he's, I, he's active, he's here. actively helping him produce an army. And mm -hmm. I don't think the Night King is just some, I clearly believe that I think the Night King has a thought process, right? Mm -hmm. He's not just some zombie guy. I, th I think there's definitely a thought process to it because we talked about it. Why didn't he kill John and those guys when they were on, in the in the in right. the on the lake he i mean he clearly he can kill a drag he can take an ice spear and hit a dragon flying in the air was he waiting for the dragon did he know that was going to come did he want to see what would happen um i mean he could have just picked them all off right then and there but he 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 had other plans we, there was the person who sent us the the raven last time about the night king being a showboat um mm -hmm. and um i think there's something to that too so I yeah. think I think there's there's a reason he doesn't he he didn't kill John then and there. Yeah, yeah, and and, and to go back, you know, on um, on on Lady Sarah's you know thoughts here with with the baby, um, the baby ends up you know again being switched right. So we have um, Gilly's baby staying up there at at Castle Black, right, and is often referred to as 
the abomination, the little monster, the sweet little monster. Um, you know, the wildlings don't believe in giving a name this early, uh, but the baby is referred to as this sweet little monster, which is kind of crazy, right? And um, so if you go to the wiki, you just type in monster, it'll come right mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Um, and, and, and there's this whole bit about, you know, keeping the baby away from Melisandre and even even Princess Shireen because of, of her grayscale, which may just be kind of like, you know, they, they don't quite understand it, the free folk, you know. So Val is there with the baby often and, and comments on the baby. And there's, um, yeah, the baby's being raised right there. It's, it's, it's growing strong on, you know, through the milkmaids that. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's something there. I think that actually is, is we're going to see, there's got to be something. They've, they've focused on that baby so much and Gilly is still around. What is Gilly's role and her significance and, you know, a mother's love? Is that going to come into play in, in protecting her baby? You know, being some part to to stopping the Night King. I don't know, but uh, but I like this. I really like this Raven. I thought no, it's, it's a it's a really well good, it's a really good one. Yeah, yeah. So okay, all right. Let's move on here. Um, so we have let's see the Crips and what Bran told Tyrion. So this is Sir John of House Grey. Um, writes in here says just recently found your podcast and wanted to say how much I've enjoyed it and wanted to throw out a few ideas or theories. First, I don't think the Night King can raise just any dead person. Uh, to become a white. And this is what we were talking about, is that, you know, the Night King is limited. You know, can't just raise, you know, a thousand po- dead polar bears, you know, or whatever up there. It, it, you know, he has to actually turn them or, or kill them himself. Um, I think he can only raise those who were killed by his forces. So someone killed by him, a white walker or a white soldier. Otherwise, he could just go around various areas and raise every animal or person from the dead. I mean, uh, why not have a whole legion of white walking polar bears? Therefore, he can't raise the dead in the crypts, and uh, the focus on the crypts is for some other reason. My theory uh, is with the big crowd down there. Somehow, Jon Snow's mother's crypt will be disturbed or opened by a kid or something or someone, and they will find a harp inside and start playing with it. Someone will notice and ask where it came from, and the secret will be accidentally revealed to all of Winterfell. Second theory, Tyrion doesn't find out uh, doesn't find out he's a Targaryen in his chat with Bran, but he does find out all of the previous events in history where wars were fought against dragons, and now has some intel on how to deal with the Night King's dragon and how to protect the living dragons. So there you go. Yeah. Just a couple couple of thoughts from Sir John. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, we, I've always liked the idea of finding a ring or um, you know a a harp or right. some other object in Lyanna's tomb. You know. Mm-hmm. To, to kind of connect back to, to John or Liana and Rhaegar being more of a love story versus a kidnapping and a rape. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I yeah. read that. I read this one earlier, earlier today. I really, I really liked it. The idea that, yeah, that is they've, they've referenced the, the crypts a lot. They've referenced Liana's tomb specifically a lot in the books. We know that she, her tomb, she gets a tomb when no other people do. Is there yeah, going to yeah. be something normally that's going to be significant of that? Yeah, normally it's just for the lords. The, yeah, the kings of winter and the lords of winter. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so that's interesting. So, so that'll be kind of neat. Now, what do you think about you know Tyrion's conversation with with Bran? You know, that's... yeah, it's something we talked about a little bit earlier in this in this podcast. I think that Bran, I think Tyrion's going to learn something that's going to be valuable down the line. Yeah, you think specifically maybe like it could be about the dragons and how to kill could the be. Night king's dragon. Yeah, possibly. Okay. Yeah, that would be neat. That would be neat to kind of to kind of hear. He's always been fascinated with, you know, he has that debate um, with the half maester in the books about 
dragons and how they were killed and who who the, the events of the dance of dragons i think it was and um they, they kind of go back and forth on which book they were referencing and things like that so he definitely knows a lot about dragon lore and and you know to get any inconsistencies or misconceptions shored up or figured out um through his conversation with brand would be awesome would be really cool to hear, to hear. yeah absolutely so okay all right, let's move on. Uh, we've got, uh, let's see here, Sir Mark of House Springer. So here we go. Uh, hey, guys, just found your podcast, and I've been getting ready, as I've been getting ready for season eight. Uh, big fan of the show, but I am a stranger to the book, so I have no idea how much they relate or uh, what does and doesn't carry over to the film. But I have a few thoughts on what could be a solid ending, a storyline that would satisfy the shocking tragedy that we've come, that we've become used to, but also wouldn't leave us completely empty-handed and depressed. Oh, boy, I hope so. Uh-oh. Yeah, uh, I'm sure we'll see a lot of death in these last four episodes, but just killing everyone off wouldn't leave anyone satisfied or fans happy. They've spent way too much time developing these characters over the years that it would be a bad move for the show's legacy. I also don't think they can have a blockbuster type ending where John and Danny live happily ever after and successfully rid, um, and you know, rid of all the evil in Westeros. Uh, we know Valyrian Steel can defeat a white, but there's no way the Night King will come close to anyone that could use it on him. So as a human, you would have to get through, you know, 100,000 dead in his army, which isn't going to happen, even with fire and dragon glass. If you were immortal, though, and couldn't die because, of your, because uh, your army doesn't possess the weapon that can destroy you, wouldn't that give you a chance? So basically the idea is, yeah, if, if you're immortal or have some extra special power, if you're Super Saiyan, as I said, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and couldn't die because, you know, your enemy doesn't have the thing that can destroy you or doesn't know how to destroy you, wouldn't that give you a chance, is, is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Um, it would make sense to me if John realizes this and basically sacrifices himself to defeat the Night King in order to save the Seven Kingdoms by turning into a White Walker himself. This could be done by calling upon the Children of the Forest or possibly with the help of Melisandre and the Lord of Light, question mark. It's not explained... Uh, that becoming a white makes you evil. The Night King just happened to turn evil by turning John into a white, uh, not by... Well, look at Cold Hands. We should bring right. Cold Hands up eventually. Yeah. Talk about him. By turning John into a white, uh, not by the Night King's doing, he shouldn't be under his control and would be invincible. Uh, white against white in a final showdown where only one of them holds Valyrian steel. I like John's chances. Once the Night King is defeated, his army should fall too. Danny could then... Um, could then go down and fight her war and take back the throne herself. And John lives on forever in the north, uh, north of the wall, similar to the Night King, where he will return one day uh, once men have become corrupt again and the Game of Thrones has gotten out of hand. I'm probably way off, but it would make sense to me. I just wanted to write down, write this down and send it to someone just in case there's any validity validity to it. Uh, love to hear your thoughts. Thanks so much, Sir Mark of Housebringer. Yeah, Sir Matt, mm -hmm. any thoughts there? Yeah, the idea that John would kill himself, man. What would yeah, that? Yeah, where, yeah, that he would become immortal. That he would, you know, basically. Mm -hmm. I mean, he'd be cursed in a sense. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of like the uh, some people have claimed, like the Pirates of the Caribbean, right? The, yeah, that somebody has to become the somebody has to become the Night King. Something, something along that lines. A placeholder, um, yeah, right. Take a, the place. a, a placeholder. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think it. Go ahead. Go no, go ahead. Well, I I think it's interesting. Um, it would be sad. It would be it would be bittersweet. Um, 
I don't know how they're going to get that done. You know, I, f- I feel like it won't be episode three. It would no. have to be their initial plan is not to turn anybody to a white, as far as we know. Um, right. I like this thought, though. We've had multiple people say it, and I've read, you know, different articles out there talking about Theon turning Bran into a white and pulling this whole ceremony. You know, so but I think it might happen after, if it were to happen, it would have it would happen after their defeat, and they realize, okay, right, we've got to do something to up to up the game here, and we're surrounded, and it looks like there's no way out, and then we're going to be speculating as to like how do they even win this thing, <laughs> you know, and then maybe they don't, you know, so that's that's another option. But yeah, I also I also like um, you know the thoughts here from Sir Mark, just that like not everyone is going to die. You know, we we do have to have some some folks who are going to live on and be you know uh, carry on the legacy and things like that too. So yeah, totally agree there. But but yeah, I don't know, man. I'm I'm really interested in seeing whether what magics and what powers are going to play into defeating the Night King. He's right. no ordinary opponent, you know. Right. So, because we always have, we we always rank people like, oh, you know, who would win in a fight? Uh, you know, Sir Jamie Lannister in his prime or Sir Barristan Selmy? And Matt will tell you, Sir Barristan Selmy. I mean, no damn slouch. straight, obviously, absolutely. He's, no, he's the boss. <laughs> he's the boss. Yeah. So, um, but so we're, we talk about just mortal men there fighting each other, and now you're talking about Jon Snow, who we haven't really seen. You know, I mean, he's 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 a great fighter, but to, he'd have to go toe to toe with the Night King. Mm-hmm. Who? Is, well, I think it's gonna happen. Yeah, I think, I think too, if anybody's going to, I think it's going to be him. For sure, for sure. But but just think about that for a second. You know, it's like, wh- how tough is that? It's just so, it's just so, because um, Gurm is, is kind of a, a realist, you know, and even though he's got magic in there, it's sort of like a guy with, I mean, he does have, you know, the, the Targaryen blood and there is some power in that, but we just have to learn more about it and how it's going to help him defeat the Night King, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I'm with you. Okay, um, let's move on here to Lady Michelle. Um, hi, guys. Love the podcast. Great work. Really enjoy it. Uh, so I think John's claim to the throne gives him huge leverage and negotiating power over Danny. From the Sansa slash Danny conversation, we know the issue of North independence is a key issue. John can challenge Danny's claim to the Iron Throne, but let's be honest, he doesn't really want it. So could so John could strike a deal with Danny, let her sit the Iron Throne, but give the North its independence with Sansa ruling Winterfell or whatever is left of it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I don't see Danny wanting to kill John. I think she's just upset because it's why are you bringing this up? Right? Especially cuz they're in Winterfell, maybe she's a little bit vulnerable about the idea. Mm-hmm. Um she had already talked about potentially needing to marry somebody. She already talked she loves John. Um, John mm-hmm. doesn't John doesn't want it. I mean, what what was her plan anyway? Her plan is to take the Iron Throne and then what? Yeah, you're going to be qu- you're going to be queen and and and, and you're and just going to and you're going to rule. And I guess are you ever going because she doesn't think she can have children. So what would happen after? And that's something Tyrion brought up. Mm-hmm. So maybe now she thinks, OK, maybe I can have children. Mm-hmm. Um, and I already love John anyway. So I think I think that's kind of how that's going to end up playing out. Mm-hmm. Um, is is she'll be a little more accepting of it because they can the idea is they can rule together. John doesn't want to rule anyway, so yeah, yeah, because she's just kind of torn between this you know revenge tour, this vengeance that she wants to take. I mean, look at what she, her conversation with Jamie Lannister, you know, and and all these old memories, you know, coming up about what we would do to the man who killed our father, you know, and and how we're going to you know the the usurpers' dogs and how right, um, <laughs> you know that they're going to take the throne back and and all that good stuff. So that's, that's there, that's underneath. But as she gets this power and she sees it as, and she, she obtains the throne, I feel like 
yeah, like you say, what's what's left then? So right. she's maybe starting to realize that as she gets super close here and she's fighting for something more than just a throne now. And that's that's but that's what it was with the slaves, you know, in, in Marine and in, in different places that like she was she had a cause and she was fighting for these people. And it was bigger than just right. her, right. you know, being the conqueror, you know, or whatever the ruler. So, OK, awesome. Thank you, Lady Michelle. Appreciate that. That's that's cool. I wanted I wanted to kind of that's something. Well, I'm sure we're gonna get more development between Sansa and, and and Danny as we as we go on. There's something there. There's a rift there between between those characters. It's interesting. A rift now is formed between a little rift between John and Danny. Between it started, you know, kind of between Sansa and John, and then Arya's trying to don't forget about your family. It's all getting really, you know, tense. Really tense. So mm-hmm. yeah, okay. absolutely. Yep, so we have uh, Dakota of House Shuck here. Hi, host. Um, I have a question slash theory about Jon Snow and his parentage and role. Ever since learning that Jon was the son of Rhaegar Targaryen, I have begun to wonder if Jon was the true dragon. When Danny gave Khal Drogo permission to burn Viserys with the molten gold, she said, quote, He was not a dragon. Dragons do not burn. Daenerys has showed time and time again that she is the unburnt, uh, and the dragons have shown love to her as she is the true dragon. On Dragonstone, Drogo showed love to John, allowed John to pet him, and Danny even said um, that was abnormal of him to do. So, is John a dragon? Can he be burned? Uh, he's already established a relationship with Rhaegal, the dragon in episode one. John even said, It's like he knew where I wanted to go. This is just an interesting thing to think about, and maybe Danny will test the theory of John. Um, of is John a dragon by attempting to burn him in a later episode. Ooh, um, Ooh love the show. Wow. Yeah. Love the show. Keep it up. Wowzers. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think maybe inadvertently he might, you know, there might be some fire flame or whatever, or like might be an accident and he walks through it and she's worried that she's killed him or whatever, you know, in some fight or maybe he does. Well, remember, remember if, if they really want to do bring stuff back from the earlier, earlier episodes, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember season one when Viserys is being burned, fire cannot harm a dragon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, maybe dragons that, maybe, do not burn. Maybe mm-hmm. yeah, dragons do not burn. Maybe John faces fire and somehow doesn't get burnt by it. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 what I'm hoping. I mean, I'm hoping there's there's a quick little that's again all these little subtle things. Jenny's song, you know, the harp, the all these different things that might kind of indicate that that he is. Um, you know, a Targaryen. My biggest thing, by the way, too, is just his connection to Lyanna. Even though we've we've got that he's got the Stark blood and stuff, and we we've got a lot of strong connections between Lyanna and Rhaegar. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole right now, but uh, to me, in the book, it's going to have to answer a lot more about how we connect John to Lyanna. Absolutely. So, yep. Stark, absolutely. Anyways, yeah. So cool. Thank you, uh, Dakota. Appreciate that. Um, let's see here. We have uh, Sir Drew. So Sir, Sir Drew says, uh, "Good day, sirs." Quick prediction on the ending of Brienne and Jamie. With Jamie knighting her, I think it's almost a definite that Jamie will not survive the Battle of Winterfell, but he will have a valiant death, probably saving Bran. Down the road, after Cersei is defeated, I believe that Brienne will be named to the next um, king's or slash queen's guard and be named Lord Commander. In this role, she'll get to do what Jamie could not write down Jamie's deeds. Worthy Ooh. of the White Book. Yeah, that'd be super that's cool. Pretty cool. That'd, that'd be, be a very cool. that'd be a very fitting end. Fitting. Uh huh. Yep. So just a just a neat little end to summarize one of the more meaningful relationships of the series. Um, yeah, that would be awesome. That would be really cool. And you know the other pit, uh, the bit that I liked here, um, 
let's see, is that he will he'll have a valiant death saving Bran, you know? Right. Perhaps. Which would, know, be, Jamie, right, which would be interesting, kind of redeem, redeeming himself for what he yeah. did at the very beginning, yeah. Yeah, because again, like Theon, Jamie's one of those characters that you kind of like, you're annoyed with, he's, he's annoying, he's kind of, you know, we don't like the Lannisters right off the gate, but we like Tyrion, and then he gets his hand cut off, and then you start to learn more about him, and you're like, by the end you're rooting for him, you know, when you hated him to start, and it's just such a great... Right. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a cool, yeah, he's a, cool yeah, he's journey a, to go a, on. He's an anti-hero, right? Where he, mm-hmm. he, then you end up liking him by the end. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right here. Let's see. Wow. Who's this next one here? I don't know. How did I do this? Um, this is Lady Jessica, mm-hmm. I think we have here. Yeah. So, okay. Hi, guys. My name is Lady Jessica. Um, I've been a fan of Game of Thrones since the beginning, and I listen to the books, but I just started listening to the podcast the last couple of months, and I have to say, Ben the Knee is my favorite. Wow. You know what? Hey. You know what? Le- I know. Lady Jessica, I mean, you just went to the tippy top of the list, you know? Mm-hmm. Somebody, <laughs> we're going to, you know, hit us up. We're going we're gonna to have to make you a sigil now, you know? You're, you're going to be. Okay, cool. Right. So thanks. We appreciate that. Um, this will probably be a long email, but I have um, a lot that I'm thinking about. So the first question um, that uh, that's been running through my mind is what would make Jamie kill Cersei? Hmm. Jamie knows who she is and what she does. I mean, look at all of the horrible things she has done, like blowing up the sept, killing all those people. Right. And yet, you know, he still hasn't killed her. Uh, there is one thing I could think of that would make Jamie kill Cersei. Um, that is, if she uh, was the reason for Brienne's death. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. If Cersei somehow kills Brienne or has her killed or something or is the reason for it, and then that would enrage Jamie. Yeah, man. After he's the guy, because that's a special, special relationship. You mm-hmm. know, he knighted her. You know, he always talks about his knighting ceremony, and people are always, you know, it's it's so cool, and it's so cool to hear Dunk talk about Sir Arlen of Pennytree. You know, who, um, who 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 knighted him, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just that's. I don't know. I feel like that's 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 cool. So, yeah, let's let's move on here. One way this could happen is if Bronn um, actually shows up and tries to kill Jamie, but Brienne steps in and takes the fatal blow for Jamie, and Bronn telling him that Cersei paid him to kill him. Right. Um, I don't think this is likely, but it's a theory. Okay. So there's that. Um, what do you guys think would make Jamie kill Cersei? So Sir Matt, anything you think would would make if she kills T- of- if she kills Tyrion. If she kills Tyrion, okay, right, yeah, yeah, or okay. she's or she's gonna go mad, mad queen, and try to blow up King's Landing. Yeah, and it sort of yeah parallels what he had to do before. So now he's a Kinslayer, you know, on top of a Kingslayer. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, let's see. What do you guys? Let's see. Uh, also, how much money does it take to hire the Gold Company? Could the uh, could the gold Cersei gave Bronn be enough? Would it be funny to see someone buy the Golden Company away from Cersei and use it against her? And this kind of ties into the idea that maybe there's second sons or, you know, other, uh, for, you know, swords that have integrated into the Golden Company maybe and, and might, you know, attack right. from within or something. So that's kind of neat. Um, yeah. So I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, that's that's a lot to say that he would, he would you know, buy them off or whatever. And plus. Right. The Golden Company is more likely to, to follow someone in, in a position of power mm-hmm. versus just brawn. You know what I mean? They just—it's not all about money. But maybe, in the maybe in enough. the show, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the books, mm-hmm. there is that possible tie to a Targaryen and wanting to all that stuff. But right. I they I don't think yeah. things I've seen people say like light long claws, Blackfire, all that. I mean, a lot of that stuff could end up coming true in the books, but there's just no time to explain Blackfire rebellion any of that stuff in the show Mm -hmm. yeah no 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 definitely not definitely not so okay um let's see my next question for you guys is john manipulating daenerys um is john manipulating daenerys or will eventually betray her hmm in the in that prophecy about daenerys it mentions that that daenerys gets betrayed three times if my calculations are correct she has one more betrayal coming and should be uh, betrayed for love. Also, mm-hmm. if I remember right, I read somewhere before the show started that one of the biggest betrayals is still coming. Uh, I don't think it's going to be Tyrion because uh, Daenerys doesn't trust him as much as you know she did. So if Tyrion does betray her, I don't think it would be that big of a betrayal. But John, on the other hand, if he was the one to betray her, it would be devastating to her. Even now uh, that she knows his true heritage. Whew, that's all for now. Thanks for listening, um, you know, to the to, to the Raven for reading, and let's hope Game of Thrones keeps giving us good episodes. So wow, and actually, I don't know if that's Lady, yeah, that's so that that's Lady Jessica. Yeah, awesome. Okay, Sir Matt, you know, I mean, we kind of end on this one here, but you know, the idea is that Danny's betrayal. So we we take it back to Danny. I love. I man, yeah. I. <sighs> yeah. How do you? How do you see that playing out? How would he how would he betray? What if you know? What if it's not Daenerys being betrayed by love? Like we think like somebody that loves Daenerys, right? So like let's say Jorah were the one to betray her. What okay. if it's more of like a riddle? A lot of these prophecies are riddles. So let's say Daenerys is gonna kill I don't know Sansa, and John kills Daenerys in order to save Sansa, mm-hmm. and it's like betrayal wow. for love. He's doing it out of the love of his uh, cousin. You know, yeah, his sister, but, slash cousin. Yeah, right. His cousin. It's really his cousin, but yeah, yeah. Family, as Arya says, don't forget that you're a part of this family too. Right. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I I could see that. Um, well, and as as you say, I, man, I don't know. How do you? Because I like what you're saying there about about uh, Jorah. You know, and him being, I think he's gonna die for her because he loves her. You know. Right, but that's not so really that's that's, not a, that's not gonna betrayal. be a betrayal. Right. So. Would there be a way, though, in which how would he betray her? Is there any way that he could? I mean, he wouldn't. That's the one character that, you know, right. he wouldn't betray her, right? I mean, what's crazy about that is there's some irony in that, right? Is that, you know, he's the one who's loved her and who mm-hmm. meets her and kind of, he's just a, that, that's how he was with his first wife, right? I mean, just Unless, didn't do anything. He'll, I mean, possibly that's how you get a Dario Naharis back. He loved her. And then Daenerys kind of said, kicked him to the curb. Yeah. And so maybe yeah, he's fighting. Mean, maybe he's fighting would, for the Golden Company now. It'd be a little poetic, even though he's an he's an older guy. You know, I'm rooting for the old guy here. Um, you know, if if John, you know, she's in love with John, and and if he did betray her, and that was the betrayal that took place, it's just ironic that right. Jorah's been there this whole time, and he he truly does love her, and has tried to kind of show that to her, and and is just unconditionally loves her. Maybe now. maybe yeah maybe, maybe John. The only I could see John betraying Daenerys because if she keeps pushing you know, everything away, right? Where she's mm-hmm. so obsessed with the throne and he doesn't right. really care about that. Right, yeah, and, and he's learning more about her. Like, you know, when Sam kind of talks about um, what happened to his father and his brother, it's just like, that's a shocker. That's right. Maybe not how he right. would have handled it. And he, he starts to learn 
more about her decision making and conversations she has with Sansa. And he starts to say, you know what? You're not what's best. I don't know where you're coming from here, but like you're not what's best for these these for, for this kingdom. You know, and <laughs> go back to his vows being in the Night's Watch, even though his night his watch has ended. It's like that's what he's that's what he's there for. He's protecting the realm, you know, and so yeah. and it's just so I keep going back to would she lay her crown down? Would she say, no, you, you know, need to she has no real ties to these people versus like this is where John's been raised. This is he knows these kingdoms and has and is known by other people in the seven kingdoms. So, yeah. Interesting. Interesting, mm-hmm. Lady Jessica, you know, to think about that betrayal. I hadn't thought about that in a while. So that's good. I like it. Holy smokes, man. I mean, Woo! and we, and that doesn't even scratch the surface of the ravens. No, we've had so many more ravens. That doesn't scratch the surface. So we try our best. We're trying to include some some folks who, so if you've been listening for a while and you haven't um, sent us a raven and you're worried that we're just going to keep reading from the same people, we've already talked to some of our bannermen. We're going to have them up in Raven's Nest. Mm-hmm. So that's a Patreon. So if you're one of our bannermen or higher, um, our sworn swords sometimes even get involved in that. You know, so sign up for those two tiers and uh, or Captain the Guard or whatever. Um, Sir Matt and I are both still looking for squires, by the way. Mm-hmm. And by the way, um, you know, if we do find a squire along the way, you might find yourself on the episode here for some Absolutely. of these recaps. So that's a little little uh, little nugget there right at the end. Uh, so, yeah, anyways, I'd love to hear from other people, people who have been listening for a while, you know, or, or have thoughts or. You know, if there's a theory we haven't touched on in, in, mm-hmm. in a bit, just send that in to btkcast. At yeah, and we are going to be doing collaborations with some bigger um, podcasts, YouTubers, stuff like that. So, um, you know, we we know we're working on doing one with Order the Green Hand right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that so we'll probably be talking some of probably be a similar episode like this where yeah. we're all just chiming in on some of these theories and thoughts. So uh, keep yeah. send, keep sending them in. Yeah, exactly. So that would be cool. And I, I also will be hitting up again, as I said, other podcasts this weekend at the Ice and Fire Con and hopefully making some alliances and just getting different perspectives. So that's what we love about Follow Up Friday. Though, Absolutely. Is that, like, it's not just Sir Matt and I. It's like it's the realm, man. You know, they're they're sending in their thoughts and and theories and, and we love it. Some of them are crazy. Yeah. Some of them don't make any sense. Some of them mm-hmm. are point on. Mm-hmm. Some of them sound like it was Gurr who wrote in, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just great. It's great. So. so, all right, guys. Well, um, as always, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this season is just uh, every week. It's just the show is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and more and more of you guys are listening. And Sir Ezra and I just um, are overwhelmed in the and and mm-hmm. in, in the best possible way. So, yep. All right. Well, we want to thank you for playing the Game of Thrones. In our next episode, we will be discussing season eight, episode three. Battle of Winterfell is maybe what it's what the episode will be called. Otherwise, oh otherwise, God, oh otherwise no. known as everyone dies or uh, bring your, you know, yeah, get ready. Bring your tissues. Bring your tissues. So, <laughs> okay. Um, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write that review, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you in a week, and remember that all of our favorite characters are dead. <laughs>